it was in me to just be a performer. I enjoy it. Like, it's like a passion of mine. So whether it is singing or dancing or acting or just telling a story in front of people, like, I enjoy it so much. It makes me happy. Hello, and welcome to Leading Ladies Podcast, Past, Present, and Future, an interview podcast produced by Heath Entertainment that champions the stories and careers of women in entrepreneurship and entertainment. I'm Antoinette Westcott, your host, here with my co-host, Renee L. Page. Hi. On our show, we speak to women who have trailblazed a path and carved out a space for themselves within industries that don't traditionally afford them a seat at the table. Through these conversations, we hope to inspire listeners like you to pursue the career you want while making sure you have the right resources and advice to help you succeed. This week, we have Brittany Ayana, well, Brittany Clemmings, Ayana the artist, joining us, uh, making a name for herself as a triple threat, including the persona of Ayana the artist. She became a staple on screen in improvisational comedy. And 10 years of vocal training, 13 years of dance, including ballet, jazz, tap, hip hop, and African dance. She's originally from Chicago and moved to LA to become a singer songwriter, but she's also an actress, dancer, model, and business owner. She's more than the triple threat and known for her work on HBO's Insecure and touring with and opening up for Soldier Boy, Mario, and Lloyd. Welcome to our podcast, Ayana the Artist. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Um, oh, so yes. Grateful. Yeah. But I just love what you're doing, Ayana. Well, I can call you Brittany. So I love <laughs> what you're doing, AKA April, my April. So you, I just love what you're doing. Um, I remember mm-hmm. I was looking at one of my favorite shows. Um, matter of fact, Antoinette is on there. Um, um, but this is, uh, I'm sorry. It's the uh, Carl Weber's um, oh, family business, family business. Antoinette is on there also. <laughs> um, and I was looking at it and I saw this girl sexy and everything. I said, that that's my April. That's <laughs> And I was like, yes, I was like, yes, I was like, yes, 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 yes. Oh, I love you. Yeah, I love so- you too. You just everything that you do is just you just raise the bar. Thank you. Everything that you do. Thank you so much. You are. Yeah, that, that job was really fun. Um, Trey Haley, who is the director on the show, um, mm-hmm. he and I have been longtime friends. And he okay. just called me. He's like, yeah, we really need someone for this scene. We have DC Young Fly. Can you come? So it was really like such a last minute decision. But I really love that they, they mm-hmm. featured the scene. So I was, I was grateful to be a part of that. Yes. So you... I loved it. Thank you. Which season was it that you were in? Um, I believe that was season two, if I'm not okay. I think so. I think okay. so. Yeah, I think that was season two because they already had such like great reviews from BET. So mm. yeah. Yes. Well, what got to, what made you want to go into acting since you originally started as a singer? Well, I moved to LA in 2012 and I was 
obsessed with performing touring and I did get a chance to do some of that while living here my first year but it just wasn't consistent work and of course you know LA is so expensive so I was looking for other ways to still be creative and create an income as well and have fun so I started learning a little bit more about acting I got some headshots and I was taking classes. I still wasn't calling myself an actress in the beginning. <laughs> I was like, I got to earn this title. You know what I mean? I know. I feel like you. I felt so weird when I first came out here. And I'm like, oh, what do you do? And I'm like, an actor. Right, right. <laughs> and then now it's like a a producer (laughs) right right I love that I love that and you know you gotta like earn your stripes and I didn't want to embarrass myself so I did all the work um I got the pictures I got the agent all the stuff that you're supposed to do and somehow you know the ripple effect led me to social media stuff meeting other actors that are also comedians but then they wanted to take that world into their own hands and create our own content so here we are. Yeah, yes. I love all the video skits that you yes, do on I love Instagram. Them. Thank, you. Thank you so much. Yes. I'm about to order me something to eat. You said you need me? No, I said I'm about to order me something to eat. <laughs> I love it. I spent hours one day just going through laughing uh-huh. at them all. Yes. You go down a, a well, rabbit hole sometimes when you get on YouTube or you get on and it's like, you know, you go from one video to the next because, I mean, we do try to keep you like locked in because, you know, we love making the content. We love Yeah. So the guy that you use in most of the skits, is he a boyfriend? No, actually, I have not like dated any of the guys <laughs> I've recorded with, but I love romantic comedy skits you know we all have been in relationships so it's super relatable you know like you've either dated someone where you've been in that situation or you know a friend who might have been in that situation so that's like my my favorite focus with comedy is couples and like relationship stuff it gets me through my 12 hours shift so (laughs) yes i have my airpods in and i'd be sitting there laughing and people be like oh renee just (laughs) You know, just just Renee, just you know, because my hair will be over my AirPods, and I'll be sitting there, and I'll sit my phone a certain way, and I'll be sitting there laughing. It's like, okay, like what's going on with her? So you know, Renee. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I enjoy the skits. Love them. I love that. Thank you, babe. You're welcome, Antoinette. Uh- yeah, yeah. So we like we're we want to empower like the next generation of, you know, and well cuz you're a business owner on top of, you know, your artist and everything. Um like what would you tell yourself when if you were just starting out, if you could go back, you know, when you first moved to LA, like a piece of advice that you wish you knew now that would have helped you just I would say, well, this is something that I've never wanted to stray away from. My first job when I got here was to find a church home. So I would say making sure that God is just there, like across the board. That has to be the case. But not only that, through your search of him, you'll find your purpose. And if you're walking in your purpose and you're doing exactly what he is telling you to do not what you think you should be doing then you know everything else is just sort of gonna unfold you are his like we are his shepherds like we're here to do his work and you know staying in that path 
oh, it's going to be easy breezy. The obstacles, like, what obstacles? <laughs> like, you know, he's yeah. like, he's working it all out, you know? So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. Speaking of purpose, um, like, what's your why? Like, what gets you up in the morning to do what you do? Um, this is going to sound crazy, but I was that kid in front of the TV watching Sister Act, and I knew all the words. I knew all the songs. Like, I knew what's love got to do with it front to back. Like, I knew all these, like, <laughs> entertainment movies. I knew it. And it was just, like, I was breathing these characters. Like, I would get in front of them. My mom, she's just filming me. She's like, what is this girl doing? So it was in me to just be a performer. I enjoy it. Like, it's like a passion of mine. So whether it is singing or dancing or acting or just telling a story in front of people, like, I enjoy it so much. It makes <clears throat> me happy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, did you know about the Mickey Mouse Club? Like, I wish I yes. knew about it because why didn't I get to try out for it? I could have been there with Brittany and Justin and everyone. I'm actually grateful that I got to the industry when I did because they seem a little burnt out about it now. And you know what I mean? <laughs> we got to have fun and still like work on ourselves in the beginning. True, so true. I'm grateful for my timing and the timeline yes. that God put me on. But like, yes, that stuff was so cool. Like Disney Channel, Nickelodeon, like all those shows. So cool to be able to like be a kid's like actor. Like, ugh. Yes. Yeah, but you're right. They are burnt out now. So like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they're sitting back enjoying the time of their life. Brittany, <laughs> what do you oh, mean? well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, JT and Jessica Biel, you know, <laughs> yeah, like really, <laughs> like really, Brittany just can spend her money buying a sandwich now. You know, she just. <laughs> I mean, so I'm just saying, because I remember years ago when I came to California, I was in Northern California and I had the pleasure of working with Britney's cousin, um, Melissa Spears. Oh, wow. So I remember we were working and she was like, oh, yeah, we're we're. We're, we're pissed as a family. I was like, why? She's like, because we got Britney where she needed to go. I was like, oh, really? So I believe her dad is married to her dad is married to Britney's mother or her mother is whatever it was. And she was like, yeah, my mom was just playing cards with Britney's dad tonight. So I had the pleasure of working with Melissa. So I was like, mm. okay, interesting. Wow. You got the inside yeah. scoop there. That's crazy. Yeah. So this was like in 2008, Melissa Spears. Yep. So wow. I was like, okay, but yeah. So, and right in uh, Santa Rosa, California. So, mm. yeah. So I had the, pleasure of hearing the stories all night that's awesome now to piggyback off of Antoinette's question because I know you get up you have a purpose but what stops you from hitting that snooze button like me I hit the snooze button I will set it for 4 30 and I want to getting up at 5 15 because I hit the snooze button but what stops Ayana the artist from hitting that snooze button um I have to say it is, it is the purpose. It is knowing that you are here on assignment. Like we are all here on assignment. We're not here just because we're existing or, mm -hmm. you know, we're just meant to take up space. Like if you are still 
waking up, but you still have the blessing to open your eyes. You know what I mean? Because yeah. not a lot of people woke up this morning and that's something to be yeah, grateful right. for. So that gratitude, I feel like just to like, okay, I have another chance to continue mm-hmm. and, and be on this journey that I'm supposed to be on. So understanding that and appreciating that because we we don't appreciate the smallest things and right. appreciating that life that you still have to live I mean, why are we not up jumping for joy? Like, why are we not grateful? Because you could literally, it could be over tomorrow. Like, the arrogance that people Well, that's what we've proven with COVID. America has basically shown our true colors. Exactly. Like, we really don't care about anyone but ourselves. I've earned the right. I've earned the right to hit the snooze button. Six yes, you times. have, Mama. Yes, <laughs> yes you I've have. earned it. <laughs> yes, you did. You put in that work, Mama. You do. <laughs> so I've earned the right to hit that snooze button. So now it's to the point where instead of me setting the alarm clock for four thirty, that's p.m. I just go ahead and set it for five o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, who are we kidding? I'm not getting up. <laughs> Yeah, I just, yep. Because I wind up giving myself a headache. I'll just, ah. Yep, yep. Uh, So I said, you know what? Let me just set it for five o'clock. So (laughs) that's just, I still have my purpose to get up to get what I have to do. But it's like just that five, 10 minutes. Just, it it just helps. It just helps. It does, it does help. (laughs) (laughs) So we keep seeing a little, uh, furry action going on next to you oh my little bubba he's like look now he knows that you've called him out over there look at him oh he's cute that is egypt 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 like the country oh okay oh how cool yeah i'm obsessed with egyptian culture if you saw like my house the table is like it's like a sphinx kind of sitting on a sphinx i'm obsessed wow that sounds beautiful yeah, I've been. Are we able to see it? Oh. oh yeah, let me see if I can turn this around. Oh. Oh, and you like blue as well. Oh wait, oh. let me see. That's gorgeous. Thank you. Yeah, I'm obsessed. That's gorgeous. <laughs> Thank you. I've been yes. to Egypt once, and um, before going, I just kept talking about it. Kept talking about it. Something is calling me to it. It's like. I have dreams about it or like my obsession with gold and like um, heavy, heavy eyeliner. You know how they used to do like super, yes. super dark. Yes, Nefertiti. Is it Nefertiti? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm just obsessed. Even like this little, this little short kind of. Bo- yeah, because it's a little short because yours is usually to your butt. So. Yeah, I, I wanted to get more of a little Egyptian vibe kind of going on. I like it. I like it. What's the inspiration from that? Yeah. I really wanted to try something different. I am always with this long hair down to my butt. And I feel like that character or that energy, it does give very Jessica Rabbit. It gives like that blah, blah, boom. But I really wanted to be, I wanted to have some fun. I'm like, you know, like okay. switch it up. I see the Jessica Rabbit. Yes. Totally. <laughs> yes. yes. Especially with the hair flip. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Do you ever have a bad ha- hair day? Because your hair oh my goodness. is always in place. Yes. Even like when I come from the hairdresser, I don't care. I can get my hair done. As soon as I come out, it, it's like this. So it's like, mm-hmm. 
but your hair is always pristine in place. You know what? My mom, I grew up in the shop, so she was a hairstylist my whole life. Mm. And I would just sit there for hours because, you know, when you're with your mom, kids have no choice. You have to be there. So I like, I just would sit and watch her while she did each client. And I was like, okay, like this is how I can at least maintain. I don't know how to put together a style at all, but I do know how to like maintain it, keep the ends like trimmed and, and healthy hair techniques. So I'm grateful okay. for that. And you're and you and your mom was just so just so so close. I um had a composer that was uh composing um gritty, and um I remember your you and your mom. He was saying that um his name is Rob. He said, "Oh my goodness!" He said, um, "Brittany and her mom came to my um, home." because you were doing some recording, he was like, them two are just inseparable. So (laughs) his name is Rob Diggy. He was like, they're just, they were just so inseparable. So he said, Brittany was listening to the music. He said, she looked over at her mom. If her mom liked it, she got the affirmation, but he just said, his name was Rob Diggy. He said, your mom was such your inspiration that he said, just sitting, he said, it was like, if she was happy, you were happy. You were happy. She was happy. It was just, it was just that y'all relationship. And I was like, yeah, yes. It's so true. It is so true. Like, I'm obsessed, obsessed with my mom. She was amazing. And for those who, who uh, don't know, uh, my mom, she passed away in November of 2020. And um, I love talking about her. So I'm so happy you brought mm-hmm. her up. Just so I because <laughs> I knew how close to talk about her. But I just, I love her so much. And she was my best friend, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, she was dealing with a thyroid issue. She had a hyperactive mm-hmm. thyroid. And so she went to get it removed. There was some complications with the recovery after surgery. And she ended up going into cardiac arrest. So um, it wasn't a quick thing um it was sudden with the cardiac arrest and her being in a coma but we did get to sort of like hold on just a little longer and we tried to pray over her so we she would wake up and unfortunately she didn't and she transitioned in november of that same year so um how old was she she was 50 oh okay she she just turned 50 right before she passed so um yeah, I mean, so young. she was so young, but she was so full of life. Mm. And I'm just grateful for the memories we share, like best friends, yeah. for sure. Like if she moved right, I was going left. Like we were like, okay, you got this, I got this. Like we yeah. held it down together, a team for sure. Yeah, that's what he said. And it was just funny how he could remember that. And um, because we was going through it, and looking through, because you know, when you're going through the um, editing with this, um, um, the composer, and I remember he was just sitting there because he was on Zoom, and he was like, Yeah, them two were really, really close. He said, And I was like, Wow, that just re- it reminds me of myself and Bria, and then it reminds me of me and my mom. Mm-hmm. So Bria is like who you played her, and she loves you to death, and she was honored <laughs> that you played her. Um, but like with my daughter, anything, if something's going on, I'm calling Bria and Bria. And what I love about my daughter is she doesn't take my side. If I'm wrong, 
she'd be like, no, mom, you know how you are. You know, it's like, oh my God, you're just so dramatic. Oh my God. So she's, <laughs> she's like, your always, best critic. <laughs> yeah, she is. I always say worst critic, but she's my best critic. Yeah, right. And, but when she's going through stuff, she'll call me. She was like, no, I need you to stop what you're doing. Right. I'm at work. I don't care. I need you to stop. And I have to <laughs> stop. But just, we just have that symbiotic relationship. Yeah. Um, and my mom had it. And I was fortunate when my mom died from stomach cancer. I felt so blessed because she called me and she said, Renee, they gave me two weeks to live. And I was able to take care of my mom for two weeks. She died two weeks on the nose. And that was such a, not that she passed, but for someone to tell, for God to say, you got two weeks to live. And for me to be able to take care of my mom. And it's like, you know, I get emotional and it's like, um, whenever I go into my, to see my mom's mausoleum, it's funny. It's in Maryland. The leaves start dancing and it never fails it, it doesn't matter what the weather is it's like the trees start dancing and it's like this because it was just she was just just such a joy and it's like she knows that I'm there she does so, know that you're there I love that yes. oh mm -hmm. I love that so, so much. I know how it is to you know lose your best friend um, your mom, and it's like I always tell people. Oh, can I ask you guys a question? Oh, beautiful. Yes. So, like, how do you get that relationship to be so close with your mom? It's innate. It's innate, right? But I don't have that. Honestly, I feel like it is something that we worked at. Like, my mom and I, when we are or were in spaces where we were bumping heads. Like we, we worked at that communication. We worked at loving on each other. And I feel like it does come with that desire to heal. Like you can heal that space. It's for sure possible. And I think if you're communicating that that's something that you want to do with your mom, oh my God, you have the time. She is still here. That is a blessing. I think you should for sure go for it like having the communication and even if you guys are going I, I really highly recommend therapy I love that idea I highly recommend therapy I also recommend uncovering that space even from a spiritual perspective which is why life meditation um I just started re researching ayahuasca even mm -hmm. so just uncovering have you done it I'm going to do it this year like I, a retreat I, yes yes a two-day retreat uh, we are going to be meeting with the shaman and um, they're going to pray over the ayahuasca and we're supposed to take it. Mm. So it is a journey. It is going to for sure be a lot of work and a lot of uncovering. Some of the things that may come up, you may not understand right away, but some of it that comes up, you'll know. Like, okay, this is something I need to pay more attention to. And it's it's an intense trip. It's uh, more, <laughs> more intense than shrooms, more intense than you know, any of the, the normal drugs. That's why you need a shaman to kind of guide you from the beginning to the yeah. end of it. So okay. um, I think uncovering stuff, that's how you start the healing. Meditation, that's how you start the healing. Super important. I, I think you, you should for sure try it. If Are you nervous at all? I am. I'm really <laughs> nervous, but I'm excited. I'm super excited. 
Mm, oh my okay. gosh, I'm so nervous. I keep hearing it. You're like another person in my ear talking about it. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm scared. <laughs> well, when it calls you, it'll call, it, it'll, it'll call you. It will call you. It'll be like, it's time. You know what I mean? Like, I just know for me, it's, it's time because I'm going to be 33. And you know, that's the year Jesus passed. I'll be 33 this year. I would love to uncover a lot on this journey to 33. Yeah. And what is the name of it again? Say it again. Ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. Okay. Yeah. So I'll know because it'll call me. Well, I mean, <laughs> I feel like the feeling, like she said, she just got one sign from another friend. Here I okay. am talking about it and I believe in thirds. So if I hear something three times. Oh, well, you're the third then because I had a guest on my cooking show that she's done it like five times. And then one of my good friends that I went to Colombia with before I met up with her, she was in Peru and she was wow. doing it. And then I have a friend that did the shrooms recently, and now you're the first that the third that now has said the ayahuasca. So yeah, this generation is so open about talking about it as well. And there's a documentary on Netflix. If you are open to just kind of seeing what it's about, I believe it's called like the last shaman or it's something like that. But I just watched the whole thing start to finish and it was perfect for like what I wanted to know and what I was going to have to go through and deal with. Now, do you, do you feel like um, Brit, that for the last two years that you've gone through a massive transformation, you feel like you went through? hundred percent, a hundred percent, not only mentally and uh, spiritually, but financially. Um, I remember. Oh, it looks like it. Yeah, you look like No, no, no. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> no, no, no. Not, not to say it in a way that's like, you know what I mean? Like, let me like talk about this and show up. But just to say like coming here with only two months of rent saved, my rent was $9.53. I'm living in a small studio in Koreatown. You know, I don't even have no family here. So if it's like make it or break it, you know? Oh, so yeah. it was down to the wire, honestly. And God kept me through all of that five years i was able to stay in koreatown and i finally got a nice little one bedroom in downtown and now i'm in north hollywood in a bigger space and it's just like god it's just like you know oh, watch man. what the hard work that you're putting in like how it's sewing itself so you can transition to live the way you ultimately oh. desire to live yeah yeah because i came from uh, baltimore and i remember actually at six years this month and I remember I, he when God told you to move you move and I remember I had two garbage bags of work clothes and stuff that need to be washed you know I wanted to wash folks he was like no go now go now and I got on the beltway and I drove what 32 3400 miles from Baltimore to California by myself and mm. and I kept saying I said God is a reason why you want me here and it was like raining, threats of tornado going through, you know, just being a female on the road by wow. myself. By yourself. And but but it was like he kept saying, go, go. And I was like, you know how he's telling you to go? And I'm like, 
what is it? Why is he telling me to go? Yeah, yeah. And I was afraid being a female, you know, on yeah. the road, two, three o'clock in the morning. I'm one there with tractor trailers and then the wind and stuff. And then on my, at this point, I had this little Tom Tom that said threat of, because um, I was going through Kansas, uh, straight up 70. And it was saying something possible, um, it was, not hurricanes, but tornadoes. I was like, oh my God, imagine two o'clock in the morning and you seeing the oh wind. <laughs> and I was like, what is going on? I was like, why am I going here? So I said, it's a purpose. So I kept going, I kept going. And I drove from a Thursday and I didn't rest until Saturday morning. And I believe it was in New Mexico. And I took like a six hour nap. And I never forget when I went to, you know, you had to potty and pee and get your snacks. But <laughs> I always would fill up once I got to a half a tank. And I looked across the street was the gas station. It was inconvenient. And he said, go over there and get your gas. And I'm like, I'm not going over there to get my gas. I'm like, I'm going to go straight up, go and get the gas. And I said, I need to go. It was something that told me, even though it was an inconvenience to drive around to, to get to the gas station, I got my gas and I never forget. I was like, oh my God. And I just drove. And do you know that I went 400 something miles before I got to the next gas station? Imagine had I not been obedient. Oh! imagine and wow. that, that took me damn through I think it was New Mexico or Arizona or whatever and I remember getting into California and it got down to E I said oh my goodness and it was 11 o'clock at night driving through the desert driving through yeah. the desert the and mountain. they don't even give you signs that say exactly gas station for x amount of miles like they need to fix the little highways in florida we got that like all the way going up like exit you here's the gas stations here's the food and x amount of miles till you know 240 it miles to the next gas station like that is huge Nevada, California. Can we get this together? <laughs> like just imagine, but I knew it was a purpose. Imagine it was inconvenient for me to go around. It was on the bad way. I had to go around and, oh. and then get back on and go back up this way. And as I kept going, as I kept going, as I kept going, and I said, good thing I was obedient and I listened. Yeah. Yeah. So when now going through my purpose, follow that gut, that instinct, I, and I and I follow the instinct even at work, even dealing with things. If I get that gut feeling, I follow it, yes. and it always leads me to where I need to be. Yeah. So you know, it's and, and it's been a blessing for me being in California, and but then also to be honest with you, ladies, it wasn't about me; it was me blessing other people. Mm. Like I am not an actress. And I met you two on Gritty. And it wasn't yeah. about me. It was about you all. So I don't know if me doing Gritty has, and I'm not taking credit just, but I don't know if that helped propel Brittany to the next phase, if it propelled. Oh my goodness, your performance was amazing. So, you had me crying over yeah. there. <laughs> so I was like, wow. And then seeing the transition. Yes. I read that script. I was so grateful to audition for that. It wasn't even about where the project would end up. It wasn't about 
anything else. It was the content for me. I think uncovering the depths of what we actually go through and what we experience, that is the purpose of art. You are supposed to tell these stories that people don't tell, people don't mm -hmm. know about. They're only writing in these network rooms the things that we constantly want to see over and over. Like, we've seen Coming to America. Okay, cool, we get it. Like, let's write the stories that matter. Let's mm -hmm. talk about the stuff that matter. I just yeah. saw a piece about domestic violence, and I was like, you don't even understand that. This is, like, something we need to... What do we have other than what's love got to do with it and enough from Jennifer Lopez? We don't have yeah. other content that covers these subjects. And women are going through this more than you even know. Like, the cases that mm -hmm. came up for 2020 with domestic yes. violence... It was just like, this is a regular thing, and women are so ashamed to talk about it. Our grandparents taught us to kind of be hush-hush about this. Hush up. Yep. But I think this next generation, they're learning from us, and they're talking up. I was just on set this weekend, and we had a 16-year-old and an 18 and a 19 and we and they the things that they talk about now it's like they just shut it down and they're saying what we wanted to yes yes relentlessly and fearlessly it's like these are the stories that need to be told and so Renee you telling that story oh my god for you to even write your full story like we needed to see this we need to see the injustice we need to see how mental mental illness can come about just from a man being incarcerated like we need to see all of that we need to see all of it yeah so everyone it's actually, has mental illness there's different kinds yes and it's actually and the thing is i know with Corey. so uh, like he loves you he's like oh my god i, 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 I need to meet her i was like you're meeting one day but he was so gracious to let me share his story and um and, and then gritty the feature oh my god it's gonna be off the chain mm, so i know you gonna do it mama <laughs> yeah so it gets so the thing is going through the writing process and like it's and it's gonna be in baltimore and i know the writers um the writer and the director actually went to Corey, spent the weekend with him and i remember mm -hmm. it was a point where he stopped and said guys we, we gotta stop you know, he's just macho guy, whatever, but he had to take a moment and, you know, he came back and I could tell that he cried because he went there. He went to the emotions um, about being in jail. I don't care how much you survive jail, whatever. It's still emotional, mental stuff that you go through, you know, and just for someone to tell you what to do, what you can't do, it's, it's just emotional, you know, even as, oh, I wasn't touched, or I wasn't this, or I wasn't beat up or whatever, but it's still that mental anguish. So that's what the next gritty is about, is telling about the mental anguish, um, telling Corey's story as much as we can. But but the first gritty, like I said, it was, um, wasn't was about me, it was a, me blessing other people. So, you know, that's what I just, oh, it just gives me chills just thinking about it, just me being here. I love it. I was grateful to be a part of the project, honestly, Renee. It definitely showed me not only how as an independent Black woman, you really can take the reins and just start to create your own path and, and develop what now is a production company for you, babe. Like, you're doing it. Like, you're doing it. And you have no film and TV, like, studying background or, or training, and you're doing it. And you're not making no excuses about it either. I love it. 
it's now let me tell you it's sometimes that i'm like and to be honest again Brittany, i'm told to do it you know because i was going to law school that was where i wanted to be a nurse attorney but it's like no i want you to go here this is what i want you to do like this podcast it's not about me it's about me promoting other women of all mm-hmm. sizes, colors, shapes, and everything. So leading ladies is not about Renee Page. It's about me promoting other women, me being that cheerleader for other women. I'm doing what he's telling me to do. And, it, you know, because I want, I want to be an attorney, but it's like, that's not what I want you to do right now. I want you to bless other women and be a blessing to other women. Amen. And I know that because this all started with Women's History Month. We wanted to do something to empower for women's history. And we were like, how do we do that? And it was like step, step, step. And it was like the podcast. This is perfect. So, so and soon as and and she had to tell you, leading ladies, I thought about you first. I was like, but Brittany is probably too busy. (laughs) Every time you turn around, and then she's on insecure, she's on this. I said, you know what? I said, I'm going to do it. I said, because he told me to do it. And as soon as I reached out, he was like, yes, I miss you. I love you. Yes. And I was like, yes. Again, because it's not, it's not, it's not about me, you know, um, because I remember when we started Joe, Maria, and all I was like, you need to be on that, Renee, because you're a lead lady. And I said, no, it's, it's not about me. It's not my time. It's about everybody else. So, you know, just, I'm just so proud of you, Brittany. Just, you're just breaking down barriers. You're just doing it. Um, For those that are coming after you, it's just, it it shows young girls coming after you that you can do it if you put your mind to it. You know, you was this young lady that came from Chicago, you know, and look at you, you're on all these movies, I mean, all these shows, series, Issa Rae, and just, I know she loves you to death, but it's just- I love her too. <laughs> yes, so I'm just, oh my goodness, I, I just want to cry because I'm just so, just so proud of everything that, like from even the day that I just met you, I can just see the transition, you know, just, you were always well poised, always well polished, but now it's like, whoo. They're gonna make her cry. You're the best, Renee. <laughs> because I'm so proud. Because I'm proud. I'm just really, just you know. And it's just that you know, with all of the stuff that is going in the world, you know, do we ever sit there and tell other people how much we're proud of them? Um, do we ever sit there and say, "Go for it"? You know, a lot of times it's like me, 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 me. No, it's like I'm proud of you. I'm proud of Antoinette. I'm just proud of everyone that just you know, that just come past my life that I am doing what I'm supposed to do, blessing other people, you know, because like I said, it's not about me at this time. I want to be a nurse attorney, but God is telling me this is what I need to do. I need to tell other women's story. I need to promote other women's story. And, um, and, you know, and it's just, I don't know. I'm sorry. Just. No, don't ever apologize. I mean, this is, I feel like it's all a part of our journey and it's a part of our healing too because the stories that you're telling like I feel like that story was so therapeutic being able to be um in your daughter's role 
it was so therapeutic for me to just kind of go through that space. I have so many family members who have been out of You were saying like your uncle, I know you said your uncle, my dad, my dad is in jail now. And I have so much experience as to what this has done for my other family members. They don't really tell the side of the story of how it affected the people in the home. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, how does it affect the mom? How does it affect the daughter? You know what I mean? Like, it, it not, we don't really see that side of it. And so, for me to say those words of, you don't love mama, like, why are you doing this to her? Like, to scream that out, I felt that. Because it was like, mm -hmm. you know, you want you want this person to do good and you want them to, you know. So, everything about the movie, if you guys haven't seen Gritty, you have to check it out. It's going to be incredible. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love, you know, I, I know now a, a lot of people love the concept. I'll be honest. And y'all, y'all know I'm transparent and anybody that knows me, but I think the biggest criticism that I've gotten from Gritty was that it wasn't Baltimore. So now the feature will be Baltimore, but it's okay because I got the story out. It's it was a proof of concept. concept. Right. <laughs> it was so, just a preliminary. <laughs> yes. So now, guess what? Whoever's going to be in it, they got to be in Baltimore. I know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they got to be in Baltimore. So, you know, that's the only thing, only, I'm going to say, it's not the criticism I get. Oh, you didn't bring it from Baltimore. You didn't do it in Baltimore, you know. But well, we've got all the resources out here in LA. We yes, got everybody. Exactly. You got to check out this show on Netflix, right? It's so crazy because, you know, people, they... They want to make you feel like you should be hard on yourselves. You got to watch this show. It's called The movie that the Movies That Made Us. You can see how Home Alone was made. You can see how Coming to America was made. You can see, even go back to Back to the Future in Pretty Woman. Okay. And they go through all of these steps because you think that these people just had it all easy. And it was like these network stuff. It's like, no. They shot Home Alone in a high school gym. They built a set inside of the deep end of the Oh, my pool. God. No way. So that's so water. creative exactly the water that's running down the stairs it's like we're already in a pool inside of the school gym so wow what exactly <laughs> nothing in home alone was actually shot in the house everything was shot in a high school gym in chicago oh my god in a pool wow. yeah wow. so the house you only see the the exterior of it with the snow and then that's it so right. how do you think being from Chicago has like molded you and made you who you are? Yes. Man, that's such a, a great, like heavy question. Um, I'm grateful for the Midwest and raising me because there wasn't this like pretty little gift wrap with a bow on top. It's like, no, you have the real life outside. I am going for an hour and a half to school every day to a conservatory where I study for the arts. So I'm playing piano, saxophone, I'm doing all those mm -hmm. dance lessons, those singing lessons and stuff, but I still live in the hood, you know? So I was able to experience both worlds and I went to diverse schools, thank you, Jesus. I'm, okay. I have so much experience with multicultural, like learning different languages and things like that, but I was still raised in the hood. So being able to understand both worlds, I really do feel like it has made me it has humbled me. I don't really feel mm -hmm. like, you know, there's anything that I'm too good for. Does that does that make any sense? It does. I, I like that groundedness that I got from being from Chicago that 
and the work ethic. Oh, definitely. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I found that because I remember when we was finished shooting and I was I, where I was somewhere. And before you left, you was like, you called me. You was like, hey, mama, you ready to leave? I just want to say, I was like, oh my goodness. So we ran, we hugged and everything. But just that just made my night because even though you were busy, you had stuff to do. You just call and say, I want to see you before I leave because I'm leaving. And you was like right near your car and you came back to see me. I mean, that's just manners. Just you were mm -hmm. raised well. You know, you would just, some people might have just left because I have stuff to do in the morning, but you came back because you just wanted to say goodbye. And like that just spoke volumes of your upbringing. Just, just volumes. I just had to add that. Just And I'm obsessed with you. So that's another little tip. <laughs> we got the love fest going on. <laughs> I'm so grateful to be here, guys, for real. I'm proud of both of you. Like, Definitely. You don't even know what you're doing right now. This is going to be great. When you get your sponsors, when you get. If like, you know anybody. <laughs> seriously, there's so many like brands for women, you know what I mean? Like companies that you believe in and you, so, you know, with support, you should definitely get them on board with this. This is incredible. I can remember your first, this is how you can tell how in tune I am with you. You, your first sponsor, it was like a tray or something with your picture on it. Remember that? Yes, yes. See, don't I remember? And I remember that was, that was one of your first sponsors that you got. Yes. See, yes. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> you're the best you're the yes. best thank you I remember that I remember that and it was just so adorable with you on it so thank you yes. yeah like, I'm yes. really I'm happy to start selling my own merchandise I just built a website for the first time so it's gonna launch in That's spring nice. of this year and I'm gonna be selling like hoodies and sweatsuits but I want the brand to be about empowerment empowerment you as a queen, men as kings, uplifting us, and then promoting the arts. Like, however you can get your creative juices out. What's the name? Yeah, what's the name of it? <sighs> the name of my brand. Oh, my God, I'm so nervous. Because it's just yes. Why? <laughs> Why is it not out? We don't have a, yeah, I mean, a bliss launch yet. yet. It's my baby. I'm like, I'm so nervous to talk about it yet. But no. when okay. it's out, I will make sure to like. Well, we'll have to have you back on when okay, we launch okay. it. <laughs> well, I want a sweatshirt, so uh, whatever. I need something. Yeah, I need some yoga pants. <laughs> yes, yes. I will have stuff for men and women. It's a unisex brand, so I'm really, I'm excited. Oh my goodness. That's amazing. Congratulations. Yes excited now is a lot of inspiring actress here Britt and you were fortunate to get on um insecure what was that because you know you got people you know coming behind you and they want to know what is it what is it like to be on a syndicated show like that well this is gonna blow your mind so the story doesn't start in 2021 when I booked the job. It starts back in 2017. I'm oh, going to wow. you guys something right now. I'm going to show you this. This woman is literally on my vision board. Oh, my goodness. Who? Are you serious? Is it Issa? 
Oh my goodness. Can you see the picture? Oh Oh my gosh. Yeah. So she's on my vision board, right? I made this in 2017, living in that studio apartment in Koreatown. And then um, I went from that to being background on the show. I had no idea it was her show that I booked the background job for, but I was featured heavily in that scene. That was season one. Season four, I booked Sandy and Giggs for the same show for Insecure. Kyla Pratt had a body double that they needed. And I was already there on set. I was working stand-in. The girl that they had that came in, she wasn't the perfect look. I think she was a little bit bigger than Kyla was. They rushed me from set to hair and makeup. I don't know what's going on. I'm like, am I going home? I'm like, am I what? They're like, we need you to be our Kyla. Can you do this? We'll tie your hair up. We'll make it look short. We'll make it work. So now I get this feature moment in season four on Insecure. Fast forward to 2021, my agent calls me. He's like, I have the perfect role for you. They want this girl. She is you. She has boobs. She is LA. She is ghetto. She's fun. She's a hairstylist. I said, okay, I'm down. I forgot about the audition after three weeks. They called me, and this was right before my mom passed. So I was excited because I was going to go home and tell her. They said, you booked Risha. You booked three episodes on season five. This is the final season. Is that Issa? Hey, Issa. Risha, hey. You look so good. Oh, you too. I almost didn't recognize you outside of your Smile. You think the water looks cool? It looks hella cold. Looks real warm to me. Say less. Y'all coming? Uh, Go! Wow. Nothing but God. Nothing but God. Nothing but God. So this story, it's like, I could tell, I tell it, but I'm like, you know, it doesn't just start with this audition and, hey, I put in the work to get this one job. Like, no, this has been called to me since I put it on that board. It's what I wanted. So you use a vision board. So you say a vision board works, right? Half of the things on there have happened already. I've performed, yes. I performed on Oprah. I've been to Egypt, like all of that stuff on there. I don't, I didn't see me. Uh, uh, did you see me on it, Tony? I, I, I saw me. I, I wasn't <laughs> looking for you. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> yeah, you need to update that, that vision board. Yeah, we're going to be on a yacht. Me and you are going to be sitting on a yacht going yes. somewhere. That's the vision yes. we need to put on there. Oh, yeah. Am I and, on your vision board, Renee? I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, my vision board says millionaire, multimillionaire 2025. So I guess that incorporates everything. Amen. Yes. <laughs> I love it. That's so great. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, but I want to see that because your stuff coming to light. So you need to put you and I one there. I'm definitely going to update it on a yacht. On a yacht. Yeah, because your stuff is coming to fruition. So, yeah, you need to update that when we get off. Have you guys ever studied um, The Secret? I started reading it. I started it. I'm like chapter two. It's, I mean, they have a whole documentary on Netflix. If you can and you don't have time to read the book, watch that documentary. I mean, 
it will blow your mind just how simple it is for us to is it what's it on manifest these things on netflix okay netflix okay and even a lot of tips and tricks. Uh, I know. Yeah. I know. I'm like, what, what else? Let me t- let me start writing them down. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna write the secret, and she gave another book, and she gave this stuff, and this is what we need—tips and tricks. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I think to navigate this because we were like Jesus, we don't really know what the f- is going on. Like, but the best way I feel like to navigate it is using things that they have already put in place, like these people who are at Oprah status or, you know, they have been talking about doing these things on their shows for years. We're the ones that are behind. Like the creator of The Secret, she's in Oprah interviewed that lady a long time ago. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Abraham Hicks. You know what, the name sounds familiar. I'm not sure. Yeah, Abraham Hicks, she's the woman who channels, she channels Abraham's voice. Um, and he kind of speaks to her, almost like your ancestors kind of talk to you, um, but she can speak through him. And she went on Oprah's show and she talked about it, but she was the one who is, she's the reason for the secret. And I mean, yeah. the more you start to uncover things about the spiritual realm, you go down this rabbit hole and all these things start to pop up for you. Conversations with people, they put you into like alignment with certain things. And it's just been the most incredible journey. I do implore you guys to just get a little bit into it. I uh, will. And actually, Oprah's Oprah's our next guest. I know, right? <laughs> I, put, I put that out there. I'm joking. I just saw it because I just saw it. Oh, my God. I just saw it. You guys, Oprah's on my vision board. <laughs> Oprah's on her vision board. She is on the she's on the next episode. Yo. I had to put that out there. I can imagine her one there. <laughs> I just saw it. I just envisioned it. I saw you see it. Yes. <laughs> okay. It went right through me. Yeah. 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 So don't be laughing, Antoinette, because I'm gonna surprise you when she shows up and I'm be like, Oprah, she didn't <laughs> think you was gonna come on here. Okay. <laughs> So I'm going to think Ayana's coming on again, and it's actually going to be Oprah. You're going to do a switch on me. <laughs> yep. Yep. I'm going to say she wasn't a believer. <laughs> I love Oh, my goodness. So my my goddaughter, one of my goddaughters, my best friend's daughters, her name is Ayana. She's, um, it, but she spells it A-I-Y-I-A-N-N-A, I think. That's so pretty. <laughs> I've never seen that spelling. She's half um, Japanese. So Mm -hmm. she gave her like, I I mean, it's a beautiful name and I love your spelling. It's and I've seen a different spelling. So I've seen three different spellings of Ayana and I've only met them, you and another one in the last like two years. I love it. Honestly, I always only see like, like Indian kind of hashtags (sighs) that pop up with my name. So I don't know if that's like a popular name in Indian culture, but I love it. I love the name. How did you come up with it? It's Brittany Ayana, right? Isn't that your middle name? Yeah, so my grandma, she on my mom's side, she wanted me to be named Brittany because I think that was just like the popular name at that time. Like during the 80s, everybody's kid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my grandma on my dad's side liked Ayana, so that's how that happened. My second middle name is actually Dashe because my dad... His name starts with a D and his son starts with a D. So he wanted mine to also be. So they just put it in the middle name. And then I took Clemens, which is my dad's last name. So 
Oh, very cool. Oh, you took it. It wasn't given to you. You took well, it. It doesn't. My mom's name is Penny, and as much as I love the Penny legacy, I do not think that that sounds good. Brittany, <laughs> Brittany Penny. Like, Penny. Penny. <laughs> yeah, no, I like Clemens a lot better. Yeah, it has that. that mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love you, Ma. <laughs> yeah, I like it too. Yeah. Play nicely. I like it. Yes. <laughs> Okay, well, I didn't get to do the opening um, rapid fire questions. So if I can do them real yeah. quick and then we can kind of wrap up here, unless there's something else, Renee, that you have that you want to, um, to hit before I do the rapid fire. She's going to come back. So when she comes back, we can. Okay, we got lots yeah. more to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so just the first thing that pops through your head. Um, I'll just ask a bunch, a bunch, like five questions. Okay. 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 Um, what's your number one piece of advice for self-care? Ooh, that's such a good one. <laughs> I shouldn't have started with it. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Um, I would say my number one piece of advice is to find the best thing that brings you peace. So some of my girls, they're into retail therapy. That's their piece. Um, <laughs> some of my girls, they get their their pet, their mani petties, or they take care of their skin. Um, just anything that brings you peace and also brings you a little bit of joy. And you know, going to the beach and journaling, I think, is a great way. Um, I'm obsessed with working out, so I gotta get my yoga in. It's like a combination of workout and meditation. And you know what I mean? Like, however you can get your peace going, like what brings you your joy and your sound of mind and body so you can take on the world when you go outside. Mm-hmm. Yes. Awesome. What's one of, what's the one, your one best investment you made under $100 in 2021? I'm going to say buying myself the memory card. For my cameras, I bought my own camera equipment. I bought my own sound equipment. I bought all oh my, my own gosh. stuff just so I can shoot higher quality content. So, what kind of camera did you get? A Sony A7. Ooh. Ooh oh, that's the, sweet. That's the big girl stuff. <laughs> and, oh my gosh. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you yes. so much. I bought two of them. So when people see me, like, especially the men, when they see you pull up with your equipment, they're like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Hey, what you know about them cameras, girl? It's so Uh, funny. (laughs) Yes, I love it. We can impress too. Yes, we can. (laughs) What you working with? (laughs) Yeah, what you working with? (laughs) Oh, I got her. I got the red. (laughs) One, <laughs> right? I got two. Yes, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you could have coffee with one person, who would it be? Oh, man, these are so good. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, haven't you had coffee already? <laughs> um, I honestly... I'm really, really obsessed with Leonardo DiCaprio's acting. And I just feel like he knows some things. He's a Scorpio, so he's like so private. And he's like, you know, you know how Scorpios are really like concealed with 
with the emotions and like the things that they know. So if I could have coffee with him and just like pick his brain, I think that would be mm. great. Like mm. maybe I'll yeah. unlock a layer of acting that I didn't know. Yeah. Yes. All right. Then I'll have coffee with you right after. Yeah. <laughs> and we can dish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just bring me some coffee <laughs> what's the first thing you do every morning I kiss my bubs my little bubs over here that's the first Aww. thing I do he's sleep right yeah he's like he's had it with me <laughs> it was a crazy day of auditions yesterday so he's like pooped. he looks pooped <laughs> done <laughs> What's your favorite book? Oh man. I got Are you going to say the secret? <laughs> I got to write these questions down. I I'm going to say The Four Agreements. Hmm. What's that about? Yeah, I write that down. I'm going to grab it right now just so you guys can see. It got a lot of books to read. Yeah. Don Miguel Ruiz. And he calls it the guide to personal freedom. There's just these, I mean, you would think that they were basic because I don't think it's something that we haven't heard before, but the way that he reiterates it and breaks it down, it just makes it seem like, why hasn't life always been this simple? It's like, oh man. Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh. All right. Well, I like simple. Yep. <laughs> The Four Agreements is an incredible book. All right. All and right. Renee, that's the next one on our book club. Yes. <laughs> I think I want to do the secret first. Okay. We'll do the secret first. I've already started it. So yeah. Yep. Yes. <laughs> so I'll get mine from Barnes and Noble. So yeah, I'll get that. If you were to switch careers tomorrow, what would you try? Hmm. On top of everything else you do. Yeah. I think in, if I was in another universe, like an alternate universe, I am kind of a daredevil. So like I've skydived twice. I have, um, I've done like all these gun range. Like I love going to the gun range and shooting. So I feel like I would want to be an action kind of person, like a stunt, <laughs> like a, a stunt lady or something. Okay. Oh, yeah. If I didn't have to be like, so like perfect and, you know, like, and maybe that's something I can do later on in the future because Angelina Jolie, she's doing it. So why not? But well, she's hey, bad. that might be I your next role. You might yeah. be a superhero. Yeah. Like I'd be so down. I've only done stunts one time. Um, the Rock has a film called Fighting, Fighting with My Family. And um, I was playing one of the wrestlers. I've wrestled like some of the leads in the movie and I, I just had such a good time. But um, I realized like, oh, this is a career. Like you got to commit to mm -hmm. diving out of windows. And I'm like, I don't know <laughs> if, I, if I'm ready wow. for what's, yeah, what's needed. So they're the unsung heroes in the action film world for sure. Wait a minute, you was around The Rock? I have such... I have such a crush. For weeks. For weeks. I have such a crush. Him and Denzel Washington. So, yeah. I get it. I totally get it. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> like that. What project was that that you worked on together? Um. Well, it, so it's called by the movie Spying with My Family. They, it came out in 2018. 
The movie came out in 2018. So it's been out for quite a bit. But uh, um, he's obsessed, you know, with the WWE world. And this Mm -hmm. family in Europe actually used to wrestle um, back in the day. They started this whole, like, family wrestling thing. And the girl, she got so big that she's now in the WWE. Okay. Yeah, I do remember that. Mm. Yeah. So. Okay. Last question. Your favorite podcast. Well, of course, it's Leading Ladies. Of course. <laughs> this has been such a fun experience. Oh, my God. <laughs> Definitely my favorite podcast. Okay, well, but seriously, you. serious. <laughs> She's serious. She's serious. <laughs> She's serious. Um, I, I also, I really like Steve Harvey. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I clicked on a few. I was like, man, he's got some gems. You know? Oh, definitely. <laughs> yes. He, he knows how to deliver a word. And no matter what people's stories have been or the stuff that is written about them in the blogs or the media, a word can come from anybody. You know, a lot of times the people in the Bible that God used, they were murderers. They were prostitutes. They were people who had pasts. So um, I was a little skeptical just because it was Steve and the things that, you know, you hear in the media. But I was like, it doesn't matter who it's coming from if it's a word it's a word yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i I can listen to him for hours yeah he just says it to where you hear it it's like in the gut oh right right no sugar coating it like (laughs) that's black coffee strong yeah (laughs) yeah but he kind of kind of softened up when he was dealing with monifa about I mean, I could see his point, but he kind of was like a different Steve, like, you know, because, you know, Monifa, what is it Monifa or Monique? She's from Baltimore. And her thing was like, no, Steve, you know, I'm going to say how it is. And he was like, girl, it's not the time. We need to get this money. You know, Steve talk. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, wait a minute, you punking up a little bit, Steve? But, yeah. He don't play about that check, honey. He said. Yeah, yeah, it, it was evident. <laughs> I have bills. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> His wife's clothing bill, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. Let me stop talking crap before you see this, and then I get a phone call. <laughs> and I'll be like, um, I'm Steve. Um, and you know, I'll be like, what they said was <laughs> no, all you have to say is you they gave you the wrong card. Yeah, gave oh, you the wrong yeah. card. <laughs> oh, now you got jokes. <laughs> Joel fed you the wrong line. Yeah, I mean, like, Joel gave me the wrong cue card, and yeah, it wasn't supposed to be you, Steve. <laughs> Look, we sit here laughing, uh, cracking jokes, but he never know. <laughs> hey, well, Women's History Month, he can come yeah. on too, right after yeah. Oprah. I'm giving him your phone number. <laughs> ah, I love it. Okay, we'll wrap up quickly um, and we'll give out your handles um, in a sec. But before we do, um, besides your new clothing line that will be launching this year, where can we, what are your next projects that you have coming up that we can find you? Well, um, I'm so lucky that right before the year closed out, I actually booked another Easter Ray project that she's going to have first season coming out in this year. So I'm like looking forward to that moment. Series regular? No, no, it was just a guest star, but I'm like 
just grateful to continue to yeah. work with her. She saw me in New York and she looked at me and I looked at her and we both was like, okay. Like we knew what was going on. So yes. I'm just like, man, I'm so just like excited and grateful. Yes. Like for my first two TV projects are with her. That's awesome. So if I need you to do gritty, you gonna have time for me? Oh my God, Mom, I'm always gonna make time for you. Okay, you come first. Okay, okay well, good. So you make sure you tell Miss Issa Ray or Ava DuVernay. Because I see you working with her too, that Renee Page. She's on there. She's on there. Look. So my picture better be on there because I'll come I over there. Put you I gotta put there, Mama. Yeah, so you better put me on there on the yacht. Okay. <laughs> I love you, Mom. I love you too. <laughs> All right. Well, we shall look for you, Ayana, Brittany Clemens, on the new Easter Ray series coming out this Thank year, you. later yes. this year. So where can people find you, follow you, see all your videos, give out your links? She got all the followers. She has like over 100K followers. Okay, so can everybody, follow everybody's, us. Yeah. Everybody's <laughs> following Brittany. <laughs> Like, what do you mean? So, yes, I will definitely be promoting the Leading Ladies podcast on my socials. You can find my socials on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. It's all A-Y-O-N-A, the artist. I am the artist. You are the artist. <laughs> all right. And you can find Leading Ladies on Spotify, Apple, <clears throat> or wherever you find your podcast. And thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode. For more of our content, you can follow us on our social media at HeapEnt, that's H-E-E-P-E-N-T. And if you have feedback, questions, suggestions, collab pitches, or you want to be a sponsor or anything you want to tell us, you can reach out to our team at HeapEnt at gmail.com, H-E-E-P-E-N-T at gmail.com. Until next time, stay tuned. Thank you, Ayana, the artist. Thank Ayana. you for having me. Love you guys so much. Love you too. <laughs>